right, welcome back. Where's That Tiger podcast? I've got Justin Vincent, my co-host with me, and this week's guest, Kevin Falk. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah. So we obviously know where you're at. You're here back at LSU with us. But talk about the journey. How did how did we get back to where we are today? Oh, wow. Um, always knew I was going to be a coach at some point, sometime when I finished playing football. Um, and it happened. I went to high school level. I coached five years and then came to LSU as the play, director of player development for two years. And then I became the running back coach for two years. And now I'm working at, uh, at administration now um sorry bet <laughs> um but i'm working in administration right now and i'm d- director of alumni relations right now awesome where was that passion to get into administration and um athletics as a whole touching more aspects of the student athlete i'll be honest the passion wasn't really there it just fell into my lap at the yeah. time um when you want to to help kids um you're going to do anything you can uh, at the time, uh, to fall in line and to be able to stay in touch with the guys at LSU, football players, uh, that was my best best outing. Um, I have some really, I call them friends, uh, yeah. the kids on the team, because we built relationships and, you know, we still conversate, we still talk a lot. Those guys still come to the house and we, we still bond. Yeah. You're instrumental in the development of our Junior Tiger program and the community relations department as a whole for LSU Athletics. Uh, recently, we went to school and talk about that experience and touching some of the younger kids and how you continue to do that in this role today. It was always good. Um, as an athlete, no matter what level you make it to, it, it is your job. That That's like the service part we talk about in right. the Tigers. Right. Um, it's your service um, to help kids move forward, whether it be athletics, or even if it's not athletics, whatever you have to do to encourage them. Absolutely. He broke out the Super Bowl trophy, and you should have seen these kids' faces <laughs> screaming. Well, well, I'm, sh- I'm sure the first time you get a chance to, to see it in person, it's it's kind of a, uh, a breathtaking moment, right, especially oh, yeah. if anybody who's an avid football fan. Um, but for me, full disclosure, um, I don't know how many people know this. I mean, anybody, people who know me personally, but you were always my all-time favorite player at LSU. Not just because we played the same position, just because obviously the connection, I-10 Westbound, right. Lafayette, Cameron Crow area, Lake Charles, and just so happened. Um, everybody remembers when I was in school here that, you know, Gus Malzahn goes over there to Arkansas and they talk about the wild hog. Or he invented the wild hog. I remember, I don't know if it was 95, 96, whatever year it was, Kevin Falk and the Karen Crow Bears come down to LaGrange High School. I'm sitting in the stands as a late fifth grader, sixth grader, whatever it was at the time. Wow. And I remember Kevin playing quarterback, and it was run after run, a pass here, run after run. So for all you people who think that the, the, the Arkansas Razorbacks invented the wild hog, it was the wild bear. Like, <laughs> I love it. I'm just so you know. This is way before Gus Melzahn came on the scene and everybody knew who he was. Um, and for me, and then you come into Baton Rouge, and obviously you played with a lot of amazing players at the time. But for whatever reason, I don't think that team ever lived up to the full potential. Because if you go back and look at the roster at LSU at that time between – Yourself, Mealy, Kendall Cleveland, Cecil, you know, Allen, Kevin Mawai, uh, Mark Roman. Uh, there's so many people uh, that was on that team and just seemed that you could never get over. Herb Tyler, one of my favorites also, could never really get over the hump. 
But to see how you progressed as a leading the country in punt return, rushing yards, and then getting an opportunity to go to the NFL and play for possibly one of the greatest teams ever, uh, similar with Tom Brady as your quarterback, I think to me, and winning Super Bowls, that is the ultimate goal. That is what people dream about. Uh, that's what people have cold sweats about. They got to play against you. And for me, as somebody, as a fan looking into it, that was one of the best times of my life. Wow. Man, you, you just summed up a whole lot. You, you, yeah. summed, you started from the high school. Where's that tiger, baby? <laughs> <laughs> he started from high school. He went on to college, and oh, he yeah. finished it with the professional level. But you, you said it right when you said about the uh, boat, the, the the wild bear, the wild hog, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Coach Byrus. Um, I, I can remember my sophomore year, we going into a playoff game, and we about to play uh, St. Aug Knights. Um, and we had a pretty good rushing attack, but we kind of knew that they was going to be keying in on our rushing attack. And he kind of changed up a, a couple of runs that we had for the halfback, and he made it quarterback runs and made the halfback the extra blocker. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, did I don't know what that game wind up like thirty four seven against St. All. Probably one of the best games that we played as a whole offensively. Oh wow! Um, so that's where it came from. That that week there, he put it in that. But uh, LSU, to come back to LSU with the talent we had. Yeah, you're right. Um, we didn't cross that hurdle. Uh, that that was a kickstart for the program. Um, our era. Uh, Coach Nardo bring back the magic. Um, we, for some odd reason, we just couldn't cross that hurdle. I mean, that hurdle, and that's when uh, Nick Saban came and kind of he had all the talent he needed. He just needed, they just needed that guy. But he changed the dynamic of LSU recruiting as well because being the number one player in the country and having an opportunity to to be courted by your Notre Dame's, your Miami's of the world's. At the time, they were coming in Louisiana and stealing people left and right, including Nebraska. Yeah, I, I, you, you see it now. If it wasn't for me, a lot of people wouldn't be coming to LSU. Like, and, I, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, <laughs> I tell a lot of people the funny story about that is I better thank my oldest daughter for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it, like I say, it was between me and uh, LSU and Florida. Uh, we come, we drive back from my Florida visit, and my girlfriend, who is my wife now for 22 years now, uh, she had my baby girl my oldest daughter, and held her in my arms, and it was like, I can't leave this. Um, And, you know, God does everything for a reason. And and any big decision I have in my life, that's kind of my prayer to God. Give me a sign. Show me something to where, you know, make my decision. And it's always coming to that decision, and and that was that one. (laughs) I love it. You talk about family all the time with me, and when we're preparing for going to talk in the community, um, just that importance of family and how you can impact how our student athletes should think that way, our um, kids in the Baton Rouge community. So share a little bit more about just family at the forefront and your your passion for that. Always. That was instilled in me. Mom, dad, um, we always done something as a family. And no matter where I was, anybody that you can, that knows me, they'll tell you, hey, they get together. Yeah. As a family, they get together. And it just happened that way. Um, for instance, my sister had a situation where me and my wife had to adopt my niece and nephew. Well, they moved to Massachusetts with us. Yeah. So uh, my whole family pretty much was in Massachusetts with me, except for my dad. So my mom passed away, but that was kind of her belief. Sticking keep, together. Yes, indeed. Keep your family together. And so that's always been my thing. And it, I always do say it, though. Family is not your immediate family. Like right. football family. 
Um, I have a lot of families. You ain't lying. They got a bunch of folks in Lafayette. <laughs> <laughs> they got and, a bunch of them. And I'm not just talking about my blood family. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about, like, athletic family, football family. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's amazing, you know, the, the people that come around, the people that still call, the people that I still have numbers. I tell people I got everybody number. Yeah. And my phone from who I played with because that was just me. That was just the family person I was. When people came to England, I was the guy they talked to. Man, who I need to who I need to talk to to get this? Who I need to talk to to get this? I was the guy. I love that. This weekend, you're going to have a lot of your LSU family back with you right, as we're right. celebrating. Um, you being inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame. Right. Uh, take us through that moment when you found out. Uh, well, I was telling you, you guys earlier, um, we, we was talking about the initials. Yes. And it was like, what the National football, what the fuck can uh, hold, just open the box? So, I opened the box, started reading the letter, and I'm very sensitive, yeah. so I started getting tear, tear eyed, teary eyed. I'm like, wow, I really wasn't expecting this for a while. Because if you start doing your, your homework and mm -hmm. looking at college football guys that's been inducted, it's been a while since they from the time they finished to the time they get inducted, it's a while. And when I seen it, it was like, wow. Can't believe this. Can't believe it. Keep reading on, and it's like you know, don't tell anyone. You know, we know you're gonna tell somebody. You want some of your media family, but don't tell anyone. Well, I waited about a week and a half, two weeks to tell because we had something family-wise, and being the situation that was going on with our family, I wanted to be the whole family there um, and told them. And it, you know, something. I wasn't the only one teary-eyed at the table. <laughs> I bet you were not. <laughs> yeah, that, that's got to be a tremendous feeling. You know, I had the honor of going last year, me and Leanne, and seeing Glenn Dorsey get right, inducted. Right. And to see, you know, the product and the hard work and everything that you put out there, the blood, sweat, and tears, to see you getting honored at that magnitude, I mean, it is such a humbling experience because obviously they're the Kevin Falks of the world out there, but there's also the LeVar Arringtons of the world. They're your, um, you know, those Archie Mannings of the world. Uh, to see a convention center ballroom filled with the best players to ever do it mm -hmm. is somebody who played the game. That is like my utopia. That is something that that I will remember for the rest of my life. And I'm going back this year to watch you get inducted again. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. But that is one of the more amazing experiences I've, I've had. I forgot to say also one thing, one reading the letter, in reading the letter, they give you an example of like how many college football players there have been. Millions. To, to how, how many, many are inducted. To how many are inducted. And I think that put it into put it into perspective oh, a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Um and I just sat there and was like, Wow, I didn't think about it like that. Because there are some really good college football players that won't make it to the NFL. Yeah. It's going to make it, and, and sad to say something's going to happen. That's just life in general, but wow. To see that number and we're like, wow, I'm a part of that small group. Mm -hmm. That yeah. Right. yeah. Justin saying how he looked up to you. Uh, were there some players that you looked up to growing up and going through the oh, game? Oh, the, the crazy part was Shaq. Um, a lot of stuff that I've done because I was a Shaquille O'Neal fan. Um, Boy, that stature don't really, <laughs> don't really add up. <laughs> I was a Shaquille O'Neal fan. Uh, like when I was in school, Shaquille used to come pick me up out of class. It would, it would be so hilarious when he would knock on the door and this 
taller than, taller than the frame, really. And yeah. he just stick his head down and come up. And he would just look around and look at the teacher. May I help you? <laughs> oh, I came to get Kevin. And the teacher was just what looking like. What did the classmates oh. do? <laughs> yeah. Just start laughing. The teacher was like, okay, Kevin, you know we got this going on. You know we got this. Um, see you next week. <laughs> and just leave. But that, Would y'all go hoop it up? or what? No, I would just go ride around campus, just talk. Yeah. Um, like that, stuff like that really, like, that's what made me, like, really intrigued about him. Yeah. Just because of, like, he could do that. And till this day, he still can do that. Oh, 100%. Tell this day. Personality is bigger than life. Oh, think, my you know, God. He's hilarious. Anybody who follows him uh, social media-wise, you can see um, he's really bigger than life, genuine, humble person that who me from outside looking in has never met a stranger. Right. 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 And that, I think, is is the most beautiful part about it is because he is bigger than life. Right. He is the mo- one of the most recognizable figures in the world. You know, there's no way he can go, nowhere he can go in the world and people don't know, oh, dang, that's Shaq. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that for him to be, you know, so down to earth and, and being touchable, have, uh, many people aren't, and all the charity stuff he does, I think that just kind of put the cherry on top of him, who he is. He, he, it's crazy, then. He'll call when he, he comes in town. He got a friend that lives in Sicilia, and he'll call, hey, man, what you doing? Just out the blue. Oh, uh, nothing. Come by. Go by, sit down, chill it. Grab my phone. I say, what you doing, dude? Oh, sending your wife a message, letting her know you're not nowhere where you're not supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just gets yeah. on, sends a Selfie. cool message. Yes. <laughs> sends a cool message, like a, a video message, telling her where I'm at and everything. And he's joking it. around. You know yeah. how it yeah. is, man. So, yeah. But that's just him. That's it. just him. That's awesome. Uh, talk a little bit about this summer, your experiences um, before you got back to LSU. Oh, the Giants? Yeah. Uh, again, tough summer. Yeah. Um, not being able to deal with football hands-on. Uh, so I was trying new things. Uh, started a company with my brother, landscaping company in Lafayette. And one of my friends called that I used to play for. He was a coach, wide receiver coach at L- I mean, not LSU, in New England. He's the head coach of the Giants now. And he was wanting me to do the uh, Bill Walsh program. Uh, diversity program, so I did it. And as soon as I got in, the day I got in, I knew exactly what the hell I needed to be doing. Uh, You know, football just came to me again. um, I spent a month there, and I was, my wife, every time I called my wife, she's like, wow, I see your glow again. Yeah, You glowing, you're in your element, I can see it. Um, And and it was just a time for me to understand that, okay, I'm taking a break. But I do know what I need to be doing, and that's coaching somewhere. So Yeah. I think you coach so many of us. I mean, I feel like just working with you so far, I've gotten some of that from you, too. You coach <laughs> me. You coach our students. You coach our athletes um, in the world and some of those transferable skills. Like, what are some things that you hands down tell our student athletes about just life, coaching and life? Uh, consistency. Uh, the number one thing is consistency. If, if you want to be successful in anything, you got to be consistent at it. And that means you got to work consistently at it. Yeah. Um, and then, like, in our little career day thing we had the other yeah. night, the number one thing for me was I know when I was a player and former players would come in, I would be kind of shy to talk to them. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't right because what's the best way to learn from Practice. the former player? 
ask them questions. Don't be shy to talk to them. And that was my whole message to a lot of the kids that we talked to Monday night. Don't be afraid to talk to that former player in your sport. They come to practice sometimes. You never know. They might be the answer to that question that you've been wanting to ask somebody. Right. Justin, Monday we hosted the Athlete Connect. So we've invited a ton of former athletes back, um, did kind of a speed networking with current student athletes, got some one-on-one practice for them. It was low-key, but it allowed them to practice just right, talking to right. a professional, maybe exploring what they were interested in doing or what they might not know that they're interested in right, doing yet. Right. I was planning on coming, but I had the football practice. Yeah, yeah. My kids <laughs> like, but no. that's the crazy thing also. Like you said, something that they planned on doing. Right. Because like, my number one thing was, do you know what you want to do when you're done right. playing? And some of them had a good idea, but then I would tell them, you can know what you want to do, and that be exactly what you're not going to do. Yeah. Because something can happen. I told them, for me, like for me, whenever I played, we had summer jobs. We were able to have summer jobs. I and did too. For us, that was our networking. Mm-hmm. Like some of my teammates still work for those companies that they worked for when they played at LSU, and that's over 20-something years. So that's their network. Well, I had a job to where I worked for a company in Lafayette and didn't even know that I was going to do this later on in life. It was an offshore company, Valve mm-hmm. Company, and 15, 20 years later, I, I'm part owner of an offshore Valve Company with my business partner because of one of our former players that played before me, Dalton Hilliard. Yeah. We sit down talking. I'm like, man, hype. And he just started telling me, man, come by. We sit down and talk, and we start talking about the off-field. And I started LLC, and bam, here we go. And that's the connection, that's you know. <laughs> as simple as that. I think a lot of kids. Um, one thing is for certain. When I get opportunity to get when I get opportunity to talk to them, I always tell them that, you know, football is what you do. It's not who you are. Right. I said, yeah. You planning for other things is not you giving up on football, but it's you having a plan when football quits you because right. that's one thing right. we all do know. Yeah. The sport you love is going to quit you, and you it's going to outgrow you at some point. You're going to get older, and right. things are going to hurt and all that. So having a plan is not necessarily putting football on the back burner, but right. you're prepared for your second chapter of your life. Exactly. So I think, you know, that part, you know, that summer drivers program for me, it was – Amazing. I worked for a company here in Baton Rouge, and I think, uh, you know, one of my teammates, Lionel Turner, he still works for him <laughs> to this day, you know. That's and what so I'm about. It, it, is, it is one of those things that I think sometimes we take for granted, but those, those, those friendships and those connections, they go way beyond the scope of, of you playing in the gridiron. And the crazy thing is, in, at the event Monday night, at the end of it, they let some of the former players or the business people that came to LSU speak. And just from that, there was like four or five connections of yeah. people that was there that connected why they are there because of the business that they've done. It was the perfect example. Right. I couldn't have asked for it, but couldn't have planned it better. They literally said their name, where they're from, and what they do now, and they all connected. So uh, plug former athletes out there. <laughs> Let me know if you want to get involved and come back to one of our events. Our student athletes would love to learn from you and connect I, with you. I think that. I not, me and Nick Brissett was talking about it. I think that it should be done because it's tough for a sport doing it during season. Yeah. Right. Because they're focusing. I Like for football, football is a big group. I think that's something you got. they got to do by themselves. In the spring sometimes. Yeah, by themselves as a group in, in self. Yeah. And get that same layout because I, I love the way it did. Only eight-minute conversations. And once eight minutes up, you switch and yeah, you just rotate. The next one. That's awesome. So the more we get involved, the more more pe- former players coming back, we can we can keep doing it. Definitely.
Well, we're so happy you're here back at LSU with us and hearing your journey, inspiring some of our current student athletes and other former athletes of where they can be next. So anything else you want to share? Oh, it ain't done. <laughs> the journey ain't done. Uh, it's life, though. Um, yeah. it's, you, you never know it. You never know how it's going to hit you. Um, we got hit hard last year. Mm -hmm. Well, we still standing. So, you know, got to keep moving. You know, you're not going to stay stuck. Nah, you got to keep moving. So that's what we're going to keep doing and taking it day to day. Well, I'm happy to watch, watch along and be a part of it with you. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Where's That Tiger? Tune in next time.